Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Aaron, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing good. It could have been a little bit better starts of the week if my dogs obviously uh, didn't get their butts spanked on Saturday. <laughs> but that's college football for you. You can't bet your money on 19-year-old kids at the end of the day. You never know what's going to happen. Now, did Coach Rick, uh, Mark Rick, uh, ever say nut up, guys? No, Coach Rick did not. Coach Bobo would get after us. I'm sure Kirby's using the, some choice words after this past weekend's game. What do you, what do you, uh, what, how do you make game. how do you make sense of, of what occurred? I, I thought it was a push as far as the defenses were concerned heading into the ball game, and I actually gave Georgia a slight edge offensively because Stidham hadn't shown up in the marquee games LSU the second half, and of course Clemson earlier this season. Well, there's, there's three phases to the game, and then the, the special teams. We knew they were very close offensively, very similar defenses. Give the advantage to Auburn because it's at Auburn, the home field advantage, all that kind of craziness with noise. The special teams for Georgia did not show up. The leaping penalty, which uh, extended the drive, the fumbled punt, which gave him a touchdown, and then a, a late penalty as well. So, I mean, just special teams-wise that day, giving up points, giving up penalties, uh, and then just Georgia cannot establish the run. And that's something that Georgia's been able to do versus these defenses, even if a defense wants to bring a safety in the box, add another guy in there to stop the run. They've just been better athletes, more powerful. Now you're playing an Auburn defense that has just as good as athletes, uh, just as big and strong of guys up front, and you did, they just couldn't push it around. Uh, and then my biggest problem right now is, is just not utilizing slot receivers and tight ends over the middle of the field. Everything seems to be we're going to get one-on-one on the outside. We're just going to take those 50-50 chances with 50-50 balls. They're not doing cross-outs. They're not throwing it to the, you know, the post route, the seam route down the middle. So just they, they need to mix up a little bit. And I know it's tough for a young quarterback to maybe see what's going on. There's a lot of commotion in the middle of the field, but you got to trust them. He's played 10 games now. You got to open up the playbook a little bit more. You just can't go outside one on one and throw jump balls every down. Well, that's interesting that you you mentioned that. That was my criticism of Auburn in the second half versus LSU, and we have seen from a hit not at a tight end uh, from time to time, but you didn't see that Saturday. Yeah, you didn't see it, and it's been a rarity these tight ends, and, and they have some great tight ends. They have some great receivers, and um, I tell you what, though, Auburn looked good. I mean, they. I remember watching them the first game of the season. I'm like, man, that, that, that front seven, they're big, they're physical. We knew they could play defense. We knew they could run the ball. Carry on Johnson, uh, absolute beast. It's just the love, the, the patience, the way he hits the hole. And then I've been a big fan of Stidham. I, I think he throws one of the prettiest balls in college football. I think once he has time, he can do it. And you go back to, and you said he hasn't showed up in those big games, I mean, he played on the road at Clemson, on the road at LSU, two very hostile environments. It's tough uh, communication-wise, and, and his offensive line didn't give him the time needed. Now this game versus Georgia, and a couple weeks versus Alabama, both those games are home. You get to dictate the, the cadence. The defense isn't going to get as good of a jump off the line of scrimmage. So 
two, that's a huge event for them, playing at home, like I said, this past game, and then against Alabama in a couple of weeks. Um, and we talked about at the beginning of the season, preseason, I had Auburn win the, win the SEC, uh, the ACC West, and going on to win the SEC championship game. I just think they're a complete team, and if Stidham can play the way he's played uh, this past week against Georgia, I think they're a complete, complete football team. Gio Jones with Aaron Murray on CBS Sports Radio, so you don't dislike Auburn as much as your mom does, I guess. <laughs> no, she is. Listen, I, I do dislike Auburn, but, you know, like we said, you guys said before I jumped on that uh, the analyst hat has to come on. you got to be real with what exactly is going on in the world of college football when it comes to picking teams and breaking it down. And if people missed it, your mom, who uh, of course is going to feel that way after yeah. you know uh, Nick Fairley and and all of that that happened, and he's an honorary captain in this game, people thought that that was a troll job, and she's going to have those emotions just like you know mothers will and, and and should. So when you see that on social media, do you go, "Mom, what are you doing? Just stop doing that," or do you go, <laughs> "Way to go, mom! High five up here." Usually, I'm telling her, "Mom, take it down," but honestly, I didn't think I read it over. I thought it was. Uh, well written. I, I don't think it was anything too bad. I was just given a mother's perspective on, on how she felt during the game when all the the chippiness and late hits and celebration, all the craziness was going on. Uh, so I, I fully endorsed it. I thought it was it was funny. I mean, my Twitter was blowing up all day Friday and Saturday with Auburn fans and Georgia fans going back and forth about the comments and. Um, obviously, did not work out too well for the dogs. You know, getting pumped up at all about the chippiness, but uh, it's it's college football for you. It's it's the fan bases, especially in the SEC. It's just that's what makes it more special than any other conferences. I think the fans are just so invested uh, in the players and the coaches and the teams, the tradition. It just makes it fun each and every week. Just the the, pan, the fans are just so passionate. Aaron, you and I not only agreed on Auburn at the beginning of the season, but we liked what we were seeing from Malik Rozier. And, of course, you were under the tutelage of Mark Rick. Now he's down there in, in, in South Beach uh, taking on you know Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, it wasn't even a game. It, it was over before it even started. What have you seen from the development of Malik Rozier in this system that you know so well? And, and additionally... Mark Rick seems like a different dude, man. It seems like he's just cooler, and he's got that goatees rocking now. It just seems like the edge is off. Yeah, I think he uh, he's definitely mixed up a little bit. He has a little bit more energy. He's more involved in the game plan. So I think he's just he's enjoying coaching. I think he's just having fun, enjoying it. You know, the the, the pressures of being an SEC coach from uh, even having to win all the time, having to go to championships, having to deal with outside noise and said just focus on football and I think he uh is decided when he got back to Miami I'm going to focus a little bit more on football I'm going to have fun coaching I'm going to be more involved in the game plan calling plays doing all the stuff that I love as a coach he's doing now and you just see the energy you see the excitement that he's bringing to that program and then with Malik it's a tough system there's a lot of checks there's a lot of reads when it comes to pre-snap knowing where the safeties are knowing what the defensive front is Check and run the pass, pass the run, run the run. So it takes reps, it takes time, and, and he's done a great job. A couple weeks ago, he threw three picks uh, versus Virginia Tech, and this past weekend, he did a better job not giving the ball to the other team, no turnovers, threw a touchdown. Uh, so he's playing better. But the, the biggest thing is that defense right now for Miami. I mean, those guys have been lights out these past few weeks, playing mostly the majority of the season, but especially these past two weeks. I didn't think they could handle another Dame team. I thought Notre Dame would come in there, be able to run the ball from Dame, be able to do this entire season. 
But my, they just have such great athletes, and they're able to stop Winbush. They're able to stop the run game. And right now, I think if you put them head-to-head with Clemson, today I think I'd have to choose Miami. I think they're playing with too much confidence, and Clemson's kind of worrying me the way they've been playing. You like the turnover chain, or you think it's a little bit over the top? I love it, man. Whatever It's about these kids nowadays. And, and when you want to talk about recruiting and, the, and being flashy with uniform combinations and things like the turnover chain, I mean, Georgia, we have the – the, the pads, you have some spikes on the shoulder pads, so we have that for our turnover pad thing. But I think the chain's hilarious. Uh, I mean, we're up in the in the pit up there on Saturday watching the game, and every time Miami gets an interception or a fumble, we're screaming out, bring up the chain, bring up the chain. <laughs> uh, so I think, it's, I think it's fun for everyone, uh, including the fans watching. Aaron Murray, CBS Sports Network, college football analyst, joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, Gio and Jones. Uh, when you look at, at Notre Dame, how do they bounce back? They have Navy. Uh, of course, they have Stanford. But as far as the playoffs, a whole lot would happen, have to occur for them to get back in it. And, and considering the manner in which they lost, no way they get back in it. And Wimbush, we discussed this earlier, Aaron, he is not a guy who can bring you back via the air. No, and – First off, my biggest problem is why you're bent, why are you benching the kid in the first half? You know he's been the stud for you the entire season. He's had a bad quarter and a half, and all of a sudden you put him on the bench. Backup comes in, throws a pick six. It's like Kelly, if you if you if your record wasn't what it is right now, making that kind of move, you could get fired. I mean, what are you thinking? The guy's a stud, uh, but you, like you said, they're out of the playoffs. There's no chance right now. Um, I'm kind of happy a little bit because now all the craziness. I mean, that they were the team that would throw a lot of things off in the college football playoffs because now two conferences wouldn't get an opportunity to be in the Final Four. So things are going to shake up a little bit. Um, that's what makes the college football playoffs so much fun, all the, the talk for you know a month and a half leading up to it of who's going to make it, what's going to go on, what happens if you have two SEC teams and – and everyone is going to play each other. You know, there's going to be one ACC team, one SEC team, maybe two, who knows. But there's just people knocking each other out left and right. So it will all sort itself out at the end of the day. How would you rate this Alabama team? Of course, number one in the country, and we know with the reputation everything else. But to strip them down as far as Saban and, and the uniform and everything that goes with them, when you watch this Alabama team, do you see champion every week that you put them on? No. In this past weekend, you definitely did not. Uh, Mississippi State definitely had their opportunities to win that football game. They're, they're just they're hurt. They're hurt right now. Uh, the linebacking position did not look good. When you have guys having to play X amount of snaps on defense and then also go out there and play special teams, they're going to be worn down. You saw it all day Saturday. So they just need to get healthy. They need to get healthy. But the one thing that Alabama does well, even when they're not playing well, they, they know how to win. They know how to win football games. They know when the when the fourth quarter comes along, they know what it takes. Even if they're banged up, even if they're missing studs left and right, they just have that mentality. They have that swagger, and it sucks with their head coach. Uh, so they're still going to be a tough team to take down, and they will get healthier. But it's going to be really interesting, this Iron Bowl in two weeks. Once again, at Auburn, Auburn's playing well. Auburn's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. You went up against Alabama, and and, and you've seen this this team in, in in their championship form. What was the message all week long? I've always preached: you got to play a clean game one, and mm-hmm. you have to score touchdowns. Field goals will not beat them. You saw that the other night when when Mississippi State had to settle for a field goal, their last scoring drive. 
And it's going to be a four-quarter affair because they're going to bring the noise and you've got to match that and bring your own funk to the party as well. Yeah, it's a four-quarter game. And what, what Alabama does so well is they just wear you down. When they, when they play in these big-time SEC games where you know it's going to be a close game, they're not worried until they get to the fourth quarter because they know they got you at that point if it's close. Because you saw it with Mississippi State. We had it in 2012 when we played them. I mean, we're up by 11 points in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they run 10 straight run plays, just a simple zone, and they had just worn us out so much defensively that they just had their way. And you saw this Mississippi State the other night. They were able to get that outside zone sweep going, and they ran it about four or five times in a row for 10, 10 yards plus a pop. They just wear you down mentally, physically. Where teams come out all pumped up that first half, oh, we got them, we're right in there with Alabama. They don't understand, man. This is it's not a sprint. It's a marathon when you play Alabama. You gotta keep going this entire game. You can't just bring it the first half, the first three quarters. Fourth quarter is when those boys come out to play and they do it each and every week. Um but they like I said, they're they're banged up a little bit, so we'll see if they have that uh, the energy, the stamina to continue to play four quarters of football when they're when they're down players. Gio Jones with Aaron Murray, now with CBS Sports Network. What's your take on Wisconsin and how they fit into this whole thing? I, I'm liking them right now. If, if Hornybrook can not throw three interceptions and two two pick sixes, um, you know they would have dominated Iowa, an Iowa team that uh, just crushed uh, uh, Ohio State the previous week. So I like them. They're, they're running the ball extremely well. They're playing great defense. It's going to be interesting when they play Ohio State in the championship game. Uh, which Ohio State you get? Are you going to get? The Ohio State that lost Iowa and Oklahoma, or are you going to get the other the team that shows up and and crushes it? So it's just, that's all a big thing because if you get Ohio State's best, I think Ohio State would win that game, but they're just too hot and cold right now. I think Wisconsin's been consistent defensively; they've been consistent running the football, uh, and if they went out, which they should, I don't think they'll have any trouble with Michigan. The Michigan that has been on the field so far this year. They should go twelve and zero, and then if they win their conference, they'll be in the four, and they'll be in the final four. Um, and like I said, a, a great recipe to win in football games is playing great defense and being able to to control the clock by running the football and having a great quarterback. Where is Baker Mayfield on your college football quarterback hierarchy? I, I think right now, if he's not number one for anyone, Heisman or quarterback, uh, I think you're kind of crazy. I mean, he has just been. All year, we're on a team to win, a team that is up and down defensively, but you know you're going to get 30, 40, 50, 60 points out of that offense, and it starts with him. Another week, I think he had 330 yards passed and three touchdowns. Uh, it's, just, it's video game numbers every week for him, and I love his passion, his energy that he plays with each and every week. He's just a fun football player. He's a great leader. Guys around him rallies. They play hard for him. And I think right now there's no one even close to him when it comes to Heisman discussion. Aaron, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, boys, have a good one, and uh, have a great week. Thanks, man. Aaron Murray now with CBS Sports Network. And it's uh, good for him, man. You know, his team gets absolutely boat raced on Saturday. His mom, a little controversy there on Facebook. 
He's I right didn't here. think that was controversy. She said what was right on here. her mind. I understand why she would hold those feelings. And Maybe uh, you didn't think so, but other people uh, did. And why wouldn't he get up? He didn't take that ass with him. <laughs> his alma mater did. You have to show up and, and do your job. And to his point, though, about that 2012 uh, SEC championship ball game, uh, Georgia, you saw the linebackers, uh, the guy who's with the Rams, Ogletree, he was still there, and, and others. And they would stick their nose in there in that first half and take on Eddie Lacy and those Bama backs that second half, that fourth quarter in particular. Nah, a little hesitation then. And it's tough. It's a business decision. Uh, so he's correct. Alabama will just lean on you. And they still have the offense to do that, especially with Jalen Hurts uh, manning that quarterback position. But defensively, they are reeling. Coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Bogus is back. He had a very busy weekend. Called a lot of games. Yeah, he did. Mm. How do you keep up with all those players, dog? I don't. Mm. Why I'm doing those games and not bigger ones. Well, he no. does the work here. That's how he does it. Remember we talked about this Oh, Friday? oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's maximizing his time. Yeah. yeah. That's why. I mean, Except Mikey... that was Friday, night, Friday morning. It was not possible to do anything else but write updates. Well, Mikey B said that. It was, that's what you were doing, was you were prepping. He, he ratted you out on the air. Well, oh. I, I heard him rat me on the air, and I welcomed him to come into the studio and see me not doing that. Who was your spotter this weekend, Andrew? I don't have a spotter. I'm my spotter. Mm. Okay. Trying to change the subject there, Mike? Yeah, yeah, Mike. So, Mike, you were wrong about that when you when you came up with that theory on I Friday? saw those uh, charts he had and all of yeah, his... Yeah, uh, because I was, I was using the printer here when I got in here at 4 in the morning to print out 50 pages of game notes. Mm-hmm, but at okay. 8.20, whatever that was, and you asked me to stay here coop, I was going to the men's room, and then I was going back to write updates. Yeah, Mike. Okay, I apologize. My fault. Except I'm extremely sorry. Next time, have your facts straight. I yeah. will make Seriously. Sure. My bad. Fake news. My bad. Ne- next time, mind your business. Who was doing the Giant game yesterday? I already forget. Um... Mm. It was Chris Myers. That's right. Yes. So he and, says. Uh, at, he says at the end, he's like, the Giants are going a one and eight, and it's real news. Uh, <laughs> like, that is just pathetic. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> like you yeah. can't. That's just a ridiculous one. Uh, we got to go. We have to go correct the tape. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, go correct what's on that tape, man. Right. We've been trying to correct it for 10 weeks now. <laughs> Good thing he changed it's... that haircut going into this season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he came out this week with the bowl cut again? That would be the right thing to do. <laughs> they start winning. <laughs> yeah, that would be the right thing to do. Just get rid of this slick back thing. Go back to last year. Maybe you win a couple games. Let's go back to my simple jack days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> We're going to correct the tape. All right. All right. All right. Is he can act or something? Yeah. All right. All right. That got me in trouble this weekend, man. Rich Ackerman got me does, in trouble. Uh, he does, what's the name of that I show? Own college, I Ion Football. Ion Football, whatever. Ion College Football on yeah, Saturdays. Man. And then right. Ion Football on Sundays. He uh, does updates during the Rome show. They call him Smackerman. Yeah. Uh, that man got you in trouble. How? Uh, because I got all fired up. We were talking about all the big games, and I said, damn it, maybe once or twice, and someone listening didn't like it. Damn it. Yeah, it's X fault. A, a person that mattered didn't like it or just a no, regular? No, no, it was just someone listening. Oh, well, whatever. Hey, I, I have to explain that to my kids. Damn it. Wait, That's going to ruin your kids. But damn it is going Brian on. Jones, some of us don't like when you use language like that on the radio. That was a message I got on the Twitter. Oh yeah. It's like, really? Wow. 
change the channel, my fella. Expletive him. How's that going to ruin your kid? Damn it. Mm. That's that's a really bad one. That is. That's Come what I said. It's like, really? Mm. All the stuff that's happening in the world, you're worried about yeah. Brian saying, damn it, on some on Saturday afternoon football show on the radio. And it was Axe's fault? Did he tell yeah, you to say it? Axe just brings the stuff out of me, man. He just. All right, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not myself. All right. I'm All not right. myself when I'm dealing with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have a black friend who's on the line right now. Uh, yeah, I get him in trouble all the time. Yeah. And the one time I should have cursed when they had the lines crossed, I didn't. And and now I... That's the biggest miracle in the history of radio. It really is. I don't even want to go back and explain that whole thing because it's too... Nobody's going to understand it. But yeah. it's just, basically, the, the easy way to say it is Brian was on the air not knowing he was on the air for over a minute and did not curse. Which is just a shocker. I mean, it extends. All right. What are you saying this morning, Chief? This is it, yeah. Uh, I'm late. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're early for us. So that's, it's a matter of speaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just entering the tunnel, man. So uh, I told uh, J-Dub I may lose my signal, so he'll just call me back. All right, no problem. We'll do we'll do an edit. But uh, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll be fine. 3.30. That's that's all you got to worry about. <laughs> 3 o'clock. <laughs> okay, well, same thing. You, know, you, know, you don't need these meetings. You know what the hell you're talking about. So. Exactly. Tell that to my producer. Exactly. Who's who's that guy? Ben DeVito. Oh, I, I know of him. I don't know him personally, though. But. So, all right, here we go. Coming down in, in three, two, one. And, We're and, now joined by our... <laughs> really, I mean, this was on the air on WFAN right. by a mistake right. because they put the wrong studio to air, and I was listening to this live. And for I just, it's amazing he didn't curse. And what's it, even it's more amazing considering I always cuss him out. Yeah. Before I, before we go on air, before he starts his countdown, okay, we're getting ready to record. He, it, there's always this back and forth, and I'm I'm just vilifying it. I mean, and, and, <laughs> and he partic- deserves it, right? Of course he does. In this particular instance, no. Yeah, uh, why is he? Somebody so- was. Why is he pandering us? so much? I mean, I know. That's why I cuss him out. All right, yeah. My great friend, my good friend. Yeah. Shout out, Angel Friend, you yeah. mob follow. Tailgate with us. That's usually what he gets, and he didn't. He just got me in one of those moments, man. You're fine. It's all you got to worry about. 3.30, yeah. you're going to be okay. Who, huh? You're who, the best. Who huh? knew? I could have been on the fan way back when. Well, well didn't <laughs> you, even know it. Probably would have been my last chance to be on there, but I could have taken advantage of it. <laughs> Hi, this is Rich Ackerman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was listening live. If you would have just unleashed with one of your... Explosive rants in that moment that would have been because I think that I don't even know if they could have dumped it at that point because they weren't in control of that studio so right. I think that it really might have gone over the air wow. that would have been one of the more like I I was my jaw was dropped while it was going on and if you had cursed <laughs> listen up you yeah. That's usually All what he right, gets. Okay, I guess I am. Yeah. So what happened to Gio and Jones? I like that show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play a quick, <laughs> quick clip. All right. All right. I'm going to correct the tape. Axe fault. All right, Bogus. What do you got Yeah, for correct us? your uh, tape, I got Bogus. Tom Brady just his fourth win in 11 tries in Denver. Career win number 270 for Bill Belichick, tying him with Tom Landry for third in NFL history. And it was easy last night in Denver. The 41-16 final Included 24 Patriot points off Broncos special teams, including this from Deion Lewis. Mattis tees up to our left at the 35 to kick off toward Lewis. Here in the thin air of 
Denver. He's kicked sailing two yards into the end zone, left side. Lewis sprints past the 10, 15, 20. Lewis with the lane to the 30. Lewis cuts left past the kicker to the 45, 50. Lewis in a foot race, left sideline, pushing the 30, outrunning the Broncos to the 10, sliding right to the end zone. Wire to wire. Deion Lewis, touchdown Patriots. Bob (laughs) Sosi and Scott Zolak. Zolak is a trip. Might as well be throwing blocks for him. <laughs> Lewis, on, Lewis also scored on the ground as Denver lost its fifth straight, its longest skid in seven seasons, and Derek Wolf can't believe it. I don't know, man. It's just sad. It's real sad. It's real. It's it's sad that we we went from being a, a championship caliber team to a, a team that stinks and nobody respects us. The Saints spotted the Bills a field goal, then scored 47 straight points, winning in Buffalo 47-10. New Orleans ran for 298 yards and six scores, one of them from Drew Brees, who went at seventh straight. The Niners have their first win, 31-21 over the Giants. The Rams smacked the Texans 33-7. Atlanta 27, Dallas 7, Minnesota outscored Washington 38-30. And the Packers finally won without Aaron Rodgers 23-16 in Chicago. Week 10 concludes with the Panthers hosting the Dolphins tonight. Ahead of the new college football playoff rankings tomorrow night, Alabama remains atop the AP poll. Now second is Miami. After thumping Notre Dame, (laughs) then Oklahoma, Clemson, and Wisconsin. Writing credit to Mike Biseglia for that one. Uh, Butch Jones is out as Tennessee head coach. His Vols 0-6 in the SEC after a 33-point loss at Missouri Saturday. D-line coach Brady Hulk. Hoke is the interim replacement. <laughs> How about g- giving you uh, $88 million to go away? Uh, I'll take it. Yes. $8 million? See ya. I mean, I know the man didn't want to be fired, but that, that lessens the blow man. a little bit, doesn't it? As they say, it's a lot of wood. Yes, right it there. is. The Boston Celtics won their 12th straight NBA game yesterday afternoon, 95-94 over the Raptors. At night, Houston cruised through Indy, 118-95, and the Thunder down the Mavs, 112-99. OKC's won two straights since a four-game skid. The Atlanta Braves reportedly hiring Alex Anthopoulos as GM. The New Jersey Devils rallied for a 7-5 win in Chicago. They trailed 4-1 in the first period. A young man named Miles Wood scored three times last night. And only four men can win the NASCAR season title next weekend at Homestead, Miami. It's Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick. Jimmy Johnson blew a tire and crashed midway through yesterday's race in Phoenix, denying him a chance at a record eighth crown. Vroom, vroom. Back to you, Fred. (laughs) And uh, Zach Martin, who gives me a pick every week now for our advanced auto parts read. Yeah, your NASCAR read. He... uh, he apologizes to me when he doesn't get it right. And he gives me like a two-minute explanation on what happened, and it's now turned into the worst two minutes of my week. <laughs> so, luckily, That's everything... right. He, he had you taken Harvick. Yeah. Which was a good pick. Yeah. But then he goes, well, I was going to tell you this, and I was going to tell you that, and then this one, and there's only one guy that can do this. And I'm just like, oh, just <laughs> go into your hole and leave me alone, will you? We just we're, we're using you for your knowledge for this one thing. We don't need to talk on Mondays, just Fridays. Mm. Uh, speaking of picks, let's take a look back on our football picks. Do we have to? Week. Yeah, let's take a oh, look. Okay, come on. Georgia, minus two and a half at Auburn. We talked about how the Auburn offense against great defenses goes into a shell. It's going to continue to happen. They are number one for a reason. They really prove it this week. Give me Georgia, minus two and a half on the road at Auburn. 40-17, Auburn on their way to a big, big win here. Malik Willis gives to Cam Martin in the middle. 
He'll push the pile down to the 26. And Stan, we can count it down to zero. Dominating performance, and Gus Malzahn is real happy, should be. Michigan State plus 17, you want to tell me plus 10, you want to tell me plus 7.5, even plus 11.5, plus 12, <laughs> plus 17 friggin' points in a game like this or a team that I just saw get steamrolled by Iowa? 17 points, even though it's on the road, and I know the talent disparity is what it is. It's way too much, Michigan State plus 17. Barrett's going to screen it to Dobbins on the left side, catches at the 11, moves to the 5, Fires into the end zone for the touchdown. Eight-yard screen pass play for a score. J.T. Barrett to J.K. Dobbins, and it is 27-0. Notre Dame at Miami. The bling-bling will be shining. Wimbush will do what he does. Josh Adam will do his thing. They will be able to run on Miami. I like the fighting Irish. Minus three and a half. Looking to his right. Got it. Bye now. He's going to go all the way. Trajan Bandy takes it all the way home. It's a touchdown. Touchdown, Miami! They are going crazy at Horn Rock Stadium. Miami 26, Notre Dame nothing. Iowa's been disrespected. Really? Twelve? You're going to give me 12 points and the Iowa Hawkeyes coming up 55. They posted on Ohio State. I'm taking the Hawkeyes on the road. Nathan Stanley, the quarterback, versus ranked teams. 12 touchdowns, count them, zero interceptions. Hawkeyes plus 12. Snap to Hornibrook, looking, sets, throws, in zone, and it's caught by A.J. Taylor for the touchdown. Hornibrook to Taylor, a five-yard flip, and it's 37-14, to 14, Wisconsin. Two losses there for Brian already, I can tell. <laughs> At least I was right about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even fit in what arguably could have been your worst pick, which was the Bills. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. The Saints. Six rushing touchdowns for the Saints. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. It's a rough yeah. week for both of us. Yeah, Mama said there'd be days like this. <laughs> well, we, she, she wasn't lying. Luckily, I rallied because I was 0-3 in college. Luckily, I rallied with a two wins in the NFL on Sunday. It could have gotten real ugly because mm. I was staring at 0-6 there. <laughs> you go into Sunday 0-3, you're like, oh, no. It's going to be really, really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> better luck this Friday. We have to uh, let you know that it was uh, Auburn Radio, Ohio State Radio Network, the Hurricanes Radio Network. And Learfield Radio mm-hmm. helped us out with the calls. The Hurricanes guy, that was great. Yeah. That was good stuff. It was. Well, they mm-hmm. were fired up, man. Oh. How could you not be? Yeah, why wouldn't you be? After all that. That was tremendous. And LeBron James threw some shade at the Knicks and Phil Jackson once again. Was he right? Coming right back. It's Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And he says LeBron James said that the Knicks should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. over Frank Nielakina, and they messed that up. Is he right? Interesting. Huh. Uh, when it's time to replace your battery, trust the professional people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you choose a superstar battery. That's an exact fit for your vehicle. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I found it odd that LeBron James would comment on something like that because, I mean, you're indirectly sort of, I don't know, disrespecting a 19-year-old kid who's trying his damnedest in Frank Nielakini. It's not like he's hurt. It's like he got arrested or something. Ridic- you know what I mean? It's like the kid's working his ass off. He's playing well. 
I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is definitely a star in the making, and I think he's right about that. I think that I wish the the Knicks had drafted Dennis Smith Jr. over Frank Nilakina, especially for what I've seen so far. There is a long way to go. I just don't understand. You know, LeBron does LeBron still have all that hatred for Phil Jackson still to this day, where he's got to make that comment publicly? Yeah, a- that was an interesting move uh, on my part as well, uh, or on his part, I should say, because uh, why would you? Why, why are you getting in their business? Uh, they have moved on. They've moved on from Phil Jackson. They chose who they decided they w- was the best fit. Why get into their their business and, and, and then take a shot at this rookie who's trying to find his way in the league? He's averaging right at about five points a game, if that. He's doing and, more. He's been really good on defense. Yeah, and, and 10, 10, 12 games into the season, and you think he's going to be a finished product. And, yeah, Dennis Smith has looked damn good. He's right there about 15 points a game. Uh, and so you let this thing play out and then chill out. Let these guys find their way, man. Yeah, Smith may look like the better pick currently, but who's to say at the end of the year, next year, is uh, Nalinkana. Is that how you say it? Nalinkana. Yeah, Nalinkana. Yeah. Nalinkana. That's what I said. Frank Nilakina, sorry. Frank, you, you screwed me up now. It's Nilakina? Frank, Frank Nilakina, that's what it is. Nilakina. That's what it it's is. It's Frank Nilakina. That's what it is. All right, Frank Nilakina may be the pick we're, we're glowing about at the end of the year. Who knows? But stay your nose out of the business. Come on, LeBron. This is the audio from LeBron. This is the first time I've heard this, so maybe I'll change my tune if his tone sounds somewhat different than I expected. The Knicks pass on a, on a really good one. And the Dallas and Dallas got the, the diamond in the rough. He should be a Nick. He's going to make some headlines, but he should be a Nick. But uh, Dallas is definitely, I know they're excited that he didn't go there. So he's an unbelievable talent, athleticism. He's uh, he's very poised to be a, be his age. What's, what what was the question? We don't know what the question was. Who, who do you like out of these rookie point guards? No, so. probably just like, what do you think about Dennis Smith Jr.? I don't mm. know. Yeah. Mm. Probably what it was. Okay, so maybe he wasn't taking a shot at... No, what? he definitely was. That's Neil Aquina. Neil Aquina. He definitely was. There's no doubt that he was. He should be a mm-hmm. Nick. It means that you screwed up. You drafted Neil Aquino over Dennis Smith Jr., and mm-hmm. that kid's not as good as, as this guy, and mm-hmm. and that's that. He, the, he should be a Nick. Have the Cavs played the Knicks? Yeah. Who won? The Knicks. Oh, maybe he's upset with the Knicks. They well, won. no, it's more about Phil Jackson. They play him tonight. Oh, you play him again tonight? Nalinkana, mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Nilakina will get the uh, revenge. He'll have a triple double. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's capable of Nilakina. What well, revenge Dennis, well, in that way? But <laughs> I don't know. I, he will correct the tape. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. We have to go correct the tape. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. If we can agree on this one. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, he's out. Mm-hmm. Deion Waiters. Yep. Gobert thinks it was dirty. Mm-hmm. I believe it was dirty too. Yeah, I I knew this. Hold on a second. I know this was, and he says something. I know Bogish ran in here. There's that's not the only time he's done this. Wait, I know he he, he says dives he, after legs, other players' legs all the time. No, no, no. Hold on. We, we got to go back here for a second. I'm sorry. So at one point he said Nalikina, right? Oh, we're going back to that. Yeah, and he. But then there was another time he said Nilakina. And then Mike Breen went to him and said, "How do you want me to pronounce it on the air?" And he says Nilakina. So that's why we're going with Neil Aquina now. Neil Aquina. But even though he's the first time he said Nalikina. I know. I, I like who Frankie said. 
He's pronounced it differently like six different he times. He doesn't know his own last name? Apparently not. Frank Nilikina. Yeah. So, yeah. Nilikina. Whatever. But Nilikina. He, but, but then he did it differently somewhere else. I'm going to go with Mike Breen. I'm going with Mike Breen, who is the all-star, the man, play-by-play guy of the world. L- Every L- single night. Nilikina. He says Frank Nilikina. A thousand times a night, he says Nilakina. So I'm going with that, because he's not going to put himself out there right. and say the wrong thing over and over again. Frank Nilakina. Right. Got it. So anyway, go ahead. Got it. I, did I get Gobert right? Yes. yes. It's, no, it's Gobert. What are you, crazy? Oh, well, no, did I, I get some yoke? I mean, Gobert? <laughs> no, no, it's Gobert. It's Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Go ahead. See, I bet he knows how to say Nilakina. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Go ahead. I, I think I was a dirty play. Deion Waiters, and Waiters is pushback. I've never been a dirty player, but you were in that instance. He didn't have to go into that man's knee. The ball had gotten away from him. He could have kept on his same trajectory, and yet he sees those long legs, and he barrels into them. And now Gobert's out for who knows how long. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, the right. the injury. The injury, right. Good, luckily for Gobert. Uh, I'd love to argue with this on this on, with you on this. Um, Why you want to argue with me, man? Uh, because I don't it's like fun. arguing. It's fun to do that, but mm. you're right. I mean, there's there's no. It was doubt dirty. It. It, was, it was dirty. Come on. He, I mean, guys like that, they they see opportunities to do damage in what appears to be a natural situation, mm-hmm. and they take advantage of that. No, it's one thing if you want to impede the opposing player's progress to the ball. I, I get that, but that was dirty. Come on, you can't do that, Dion Waiters. Yeah, it's wrong. Smack him. Change his name. <laughs> well, that wouldn't Mila be the right. Kina. That wouldn't be the right thing to do either. Would okay. be to to smack him. Why not? But uh, eye for an eye, knee for a knee. We only talked about it briefly before about Butch Jones finally getting fired. Oh, you want to go back to the Joneses? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, he likes watches. He can buy a whole bunch. The show. Of there's no. There's nothing million. else in the NBA I want to talk about. All right. Um, so Butch Jones ends up finally getting fired, and and now you think. Well, there has to be a reason why, and that it happened now and not at the very end of the season. And I think that that reason why is because Florida moved on already from their head coach, and you feel like they're starting their process now. And Tennessee is like, well, if we both like the same guys, well, we want to be able to be start looking mm-hmm. now because coaches and you know the fraternity, whatever, they're gonna be like, listen, this guy's still employed. I don't feel right about this. This place over here. You know, whether you like it better or not, they don't have a real coach right now. So I feel better about talking to you. There's two names that are out there in big ways. Uh, One has a real job right now. One does not. One is Chip Kelly. The other is Dan Mullen. Kelly's name always comes up. Always comes up. Uh, Mullen's, I think that one's more more validity to that. Uh, just went toe-to-toe with Alabama, almost knocked him off. But uh, I, I, his name has come in conjunction with Florida more so because of uh, Jeremy Strickland, who's the AD there. Uh, I think it's Jeremy Strickland. I know it used to be Jeremy Foley. Uh, but the last name is definitely Strickland, AD. They were at Mississippi State together. But I, I was just discussing this past weekend, and apparently uh, they got a little sideways while they were at Mississippi State. So maybe that's not uh, a good uh, good pair uh, may not be a good pair there at, uh, for the Gators. So we'll, we'll see. And as far as, uh, okay, talking to guys and making sure you're in the game and no, another program doesn't get ahead of you because they're going to be maybe more than two jobs available in the SEC. We were just talking about Arkansas. Who knows what happens at Texas A&M? 
But if you got a guy's here, there's a way to get a message to a guy. Listen, Coach Jones is not going to be here in the rest of the season. Just sit tight. We got you. Uh, and also, uh, you know, Curry, the, the AD there at Tennessee, you know, apparently he said a few weeks ago, Coach Jones, just try to get to a bowl. That's was that was the message. Just try to get to a bowl. And now all bets are off. You lose fifty to seventeen to to Missouri. Uh, you lose the week prior to Kentucky. You have done nothing. Or, or two weeks ago to Kentucky. Uh, you have, haven't won a ball game in the SEC. Uh, it's just bad. It's gone from bad to worse. And so they decided to cut bait currently and, and get in the mix as far as who's going to be the new next. Uh, new head coach there. You know, name uh, a lot of former players have been sharing with me over the f- last few weeks when they saw the writing was on the wall. Is T. Martin, a guy who played quarterback there, was a national champion there uh, in the in the BCS uh, era, first BCS bowl actually, and uh, first BCS title game. Has been at USC, offensive coordinator. Uh, so we'll see if his name is is thrown in the ring with the powers that be. Uh, but Chip Kelly, we hear that name all the time. We always hear John Gruden. And uh, I'm not so sure Chip Kelly would jump in the, into that pond. What about uh, Florida, though, Chip Kelly? Uh, yeah, with the pieces they have and the type of offense he runs, that may be a, a, a better fit. Sick of being terrible on offense. Yeah, true. Well, they thought they would fix that with McIlwain. Well, uh, became uh, highly respected for his offensive prowess at Alabama, then as head coach at Colorado State, and it hadn't materialized here uh, or, or there at Florida. So, uh, we'll see what names turn up. We talked earlier, and we were talking to the gentleman from Arkansas about the, the the young bucks who are doing their work. Mike Norvell at Memphis, and you got Scott Frost, who's right there at UCF. Of course, Charlie Strong, uh, not a young buck, but has been at Florida multiple times. Uh, his name has come up in conjunction with that with that gig. See if he gets another bite at the head coaching apple uh, after Louisville, and of course Texas. Uh, who knows how it plays out? I would I would put my money on these these younger guys like a Scott, Scott Frost, a Mike Norvell, even a Matt Campbell. Uh, they're at Iowa State. I would think those guys would be in the running. And with Dan Mullen, you have to go back to that idea like uh, Shaka Smart and uh, Brad Stevens when those guys and Greg Marshall, those guys in, in uh, the NCAA basketball tournament every single year with their teams and you know, they were happy there, and they would get paid, and they knew they'd have a job forever. Mm-hmm. The closest thing you can get to that in college football is what Dan Mullen has, where the expectations are, they're high, but it's not like some of the other places he could go. Yeah. And they're thrilled with nine, ten win seasons right. every single year where yeah. you're competing. And he's like, I okay. always face the same way now. Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, now you got to think about I always say – Go out there and try to be the absolute best you can be. Like, like, don't turn down a job because you're afraid that you're going to fail. But if you are cool with where you are and you want to turn this thing into a juggernaut and you want to be like a, a Hayden Fry uh, turning Iowa around and, and really putting them on the map and they were in the hunt for a Big Ten championship each and every year uh, for the most part while he was there. So if you want to be that guy, can I turn Iowa State into a place where it's not going to be just chalked up as an easy win, uh, and maybe I can stay here for for as long as I want. Maybe he, he's not thinking about greener grass on the yeah on the other side. Yeah, yeah, grass is always green <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Thanks to Aaron Murray, <laughs> Mikey B, Petey Meats, Bogish, Pierno, and the big dog Brian Jones. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.